Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Today on the show, I have none other than Damon Callahan. Damon is the musical director for my church, but that description minimizes his talents. Having studied at Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville, Callahan is a professional keyboardist having played with the likes of Lenny Williams, Shantae Moore, Dottie Peoples, Kenny Lattimore, and Lil G from Silk. His band, DC Trio, has played extensively throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He and I have a good talk about what it is like being a full-time musician and a part-time gamer. I know you will enjoy this conversation and be as impressed as I was. I hope you enjoy. Now, let's get to the show. Today, I got up and made breakfast. It's something I started doing on Sundays during quarantine. Bacon, eggs, and juice with all the blinds open, letting the sun shine through my house. It was a form of self-care to help me keep my spirits high and depression at bay. When I started going back to work, however, I stopped this Sunday morning ritual. Time just got away from me, I guess, so I moved away from things that brought me joy when I needed it. Things like Sunday morning breakfast, walking 30 minutes a day, cutting off the TV and just listening to music, coloring as therapy, taking long drives to soothe my spirit, sitting in the backyard and watching the sunset. Today, I remembered those moments of stillness and peace when the world wasn't on 10. Living during a pandemic was definitely taxing and oftentimes frightening. However, Sunday breakfast was an example of times when I reflected on what I wanted for my life and what God wanted for me. Here's what I found out. We were not put on this earth to be miserable. I refuse to believe life is about clocking in and clocking out. I refuse to believe that life is about living for Fridays and dreading Mondays. Today's conversation reminded me that every day should be about building and creating a life you love. Don't get me wrong. I understand that bills have to be paid and mortgages must be met. So I'm not here to tell anyone to quit their job because I'm certainly not going to quit mine. What I am saying though is that joy comes in the details. Appreciating small things and creating space in your life for anything that lifts your spirit, gives you peace, and makes you happy. As for me, I am no longer going to live a life in which I grind for others and do nothing for myself. It has taken me almost 50 years a pandemic and living through quarantine to realize that life is so much more than living from paycheck to paycheck. I appreciate my job and I love what I do. However, it's time to live the life that I imagined when I was 12. That includes those walks in the park, those long drives, a home filled with fresh flowers, and again, my Sunday morning breakfast. 
Why? Because I deserve all the things. And so do you. So let's start to create that life today. Signed, your favorite homegirl. Hey, Damon. Hey, Tracy. How you doing? Fine. Are you? <laughs> I'm all right. How was your week? Long. <laughs> it's over though. It's, 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 it's almost over. Well, yep. <laughs> well, you know, it, well, I don't know. We got a long day tomorrow and a long day Sunday. So true. We'll get through. It's going to be fun though. <laughs> and it's sunny. It's a little chilly. Though. Yeah, but, but my boy is running for mayor. And so I have to go and play his little fundraiser. Oh, cool. Which city? Uh, Arlington, Dwayne oh. Washington. Yeah. Okay, I got some friends in Arlington. Let me know. I, I have to let them know. Hey. Yeah. Vote for this dude. I think that's <laughs> dope. Well, to my listeners today on the show, I have uh my church friend Damon Callahan. Um, Damon, I've known you now for what probably oh, ten man. years, thirteen years. <laughs> It's been a long time. Since Almost 17 time. years, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be 17 years in yes. July. And I'm going to tell this story. You probably don't want to share it. We, we didn't originally get along. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> don't know why. I just know. Probably we had the same personalities. <laughs> we, we bumped head. And our mutual friend, Tony, was like, he's cool. And I think she might have told you she's cool. And I think over time, we were like... All right, he all right. <laughs> and now we work together. I actually work under your supervision with the media ministry. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, so I low-key call him supervisor. Because <laughs> you call with tasks and checking up. Okay, let me, where, where you at? What you doing? What you got going on? I'm like, wait a minute, let me clock in. <laughs> but it, it has been a joy, and I appreciate you uh, inviting me to help out. Oh, no problem. And I advise you on the show today to kind of pick your brain. I, I remember when we started working together, one of the conversations we had, you mentioned how younger artists, um, it's not that they don't know that they can make money, but all the different ways that they can make money in the music mm -hmm. industry because you are a self-employed full-time musician correct yes. mm -hmm. and you just talked about a lot of them get out there wanting to immediately like be out in the front or seek fame and really if you consistently work in those ways that they could consistently work and as I started mm -hmm. thinking of my show I thought about different people that I wanted to bring on to discuss certain things because I'm not sure if you know this. The purpose of my show is to highlight people in my community who are doing dope things. Oh, okay. Because I feel like a lot of times um, we look to like famous celebrities or things like that. And we don't realize how much we can do and how much talent that is really around us. And so that's really the purpose. So I was like, David would be good to bring on the show to talk about musicianship and being a full-time musician. And so mm. that's why I brought you on. Thank so you, so you want to give us a little bio or a little background? Um, from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, born and raised. I moved down here in uh, 92 to play at my uncle's church, which is actually around the corner from Mount Olive. Uh, 
Uh, oh, Jesus, what was the name of his church? Oh, man, I can't kill me. Um, Is that morning time? M. Grove. Yeah. M. Grove. That's what it was. M. Grove, um, Pastor Carl Small. Um, uh, I moved down here in 92, then went to uh, Tarrant County College, was TCJC back then, mm -hmm. uh, Tarrant County Junior <laughs> College. And um, showing your age. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and uh, got with a great uh, music instructor there, uh, Rick Stitzel, who has like a, I think he has a doctorate in jazz studies, I think, from North Texas. Uh, but he was like, what made me stay there a long time. And mm -hmm. then I had end up going to, uh, he, after he couldn't teach me no more, he sent me to uh, Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville. Oh, cool. In, um, in um, Illinois. So, um, but it, it was cool. And then, um, from there I start touring with different artists and stuff um more low-level artists because I I don't know why I got I asked the Lord to let me tour I got out there and didn't like it <laughs> I got out there and didn't like it at all and uh maybe it was just the wrong tours maybe I, I don't know but uh I played with a guy in Cleveland uh Eddie Backus Jr. it was pretty cool mm -hmm. um uh uh back then up and coming artist Charles Wolford um gospel on the gospel side he um was uh produced by Fred Hammond and now the famous Aaron Lindsay I don't know if you know Aaron Lindsay but Aaron produced Israel uh Houghton uh for years made him pretty much who Israel is um and so he's a pretty good artist uh and then I just start um I got on a tour um with a play called What Men Don't Tell Mm -hmm. um what is um Latarius R. Whitfield mm -hmm. he lives in Dallas good friend of mine um he does some podcast stuff too I think now um he um brought me on and I think Ken Kenny Lattimore was on that tour uh Lenny Williams was on that tour um Little G from Silk Body Peoples Shantae Moore that's kind of like my my big my big Break. touring thing yeah we was out for six months and that was cool but that kind of like broke my back and I was like I don't want to go back out so then the Lord sent me to Mount Olive and Michelle Fisher hired me and you know then I just started doing my own thing um just start playing jazz gigs around town um uh going in and out of not touring but kind of doing spot dates with different artists mm -hmm. and stuff but I never got really back interested in that people ask me why I don't go out with artists now it's because a lot of times they pay in town money you know like we we could we could go to Dallas or the nightclubs and make 250 easy in mm -hmm. three hours and these guys be trying to make you go out for 250 400 300 you know then you have to miss your church service you got mm -hmm. to miss your regular job and all that stuff uh i can just make that money on the weekend you know you can make five six seven hundred dollars on the weekend easy here mm -hmm. um well, well pre-covid <laughs> <laughs> and um you know and i just chose the in-town money and i could be here um you know just doing whatever I like to do and okay. um wouldn't miss church you know uh, not that it's all about church but um you know that was a substantial part of my income so I'd rather not mess that up okay that's the good uh segue to the next question I guess you are the musical director for our church what does that mean because we have a choir director too so what exactly are you responsible for 
okay, so the music director is responsible to make sure the band knows their music. Um, pretty much, I'm the band leader. Okay. And uh, right now, it was Michelle Fisher. Now it's Roger Gloom. He's not the choir director. He's, oh my. Well, I guess he is a choir director, right? But he's our <laughs> minister of music. Okay. Uh, he's our leader. <laughs> and um, I'm he, sorry, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he knows yeah. I love him. <laughs> he, he, he's the boss man. And okay. uh, he, he pretty much makes sure um, both sides is taken care of mm -hmm. because, you know, the pastor deal with him. If, if it ain't right, you know, mm -hmm. but he trusts me to um, handle the music, make sure whenever we is we go on Sunday, you know, it's my responsibility to make sure the music is put together. And um, he pretty much deals with the vocal parts and brings the songs and stuff like that. And um, but music directing, like it could be different because with the play, we were responsible for vocals, too. Mm hmm. Um, and so when the real music director, <laughs> a guy named Keys, I don't even know his real name. Um, when we was out with Kenny Lattimore and them, I got Kenny and them together on the stuff. Of course, they already knew they stuff because mm -hmm. we had already rehearsed for months before. Mm -hmm. But um, when we ever we flew into places, I went to the venue early to make sure all the band instruments were set up properly. And um, they, you know, if we if we had like a one time Dottie had to go out of town mm -hmm. so Lenny Williams had to sing an extra song mm -hmm. so we have to walk him through his song and stuff like that um and a lot of times you know when you're out on the road just on the gospel end the MD will go to the venue rehearse the group mm -hmm. sometimes the artists don't show up to that night you know oh, okay so it, it could the MD has has uh, morphing roles you know it could it could be a whole lot different but in my situation at the church it's it's just the band okay do you but like I, it oh I yeah guess I you do it. I love it yeah uh-huh yeah I okay. do love it mm -hmm. so I guess I want to backtrack a little bit um you play the piano and the organ are there other instruments that you play or how did you get to the piano what made you pick that instrument or, and do you sing? I don't sing. I teach parts though. Okay. Uh, I don't consider myself no singer, but I can <laughs> sing good enough to get, get them the notes, you know, um, you know, at the church, we do like a, a video thing to kind of keep the branding going for the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and that we put on our YouTube channels and stuff. And that's all me. Okay. I do that. Um, so I, taught the parts and stuff like that um like i when i'm doing production i have mm -hmm. to teach the artist the part and stuff like that even if i don't like what they're singing i show them a different way <laughs> they sound much better than me but sometimes they don't know the direction um but you know uh outside of that but outside of that i'm, I'm not a singer at all i don't consider i, I will not bust out in a hymn <laughs> or nothing like that that's not my thing <laughs> You play any other instruments besides the piano um, and the organ? I play a little drums. I, I as a kid, when I was like four and five, I used to get on the drums all the time and play. I don't think I ever played a service though. Um, but I've always been rhythmic, but I just never stuck with it. My little cousin Salem picked it up uh in Cleveland and he's a drummer. I'm not no drummer, but I remember when uh our, I won't name his name, but 
when he ain't used to show up at 745 services, me and Roderick, one of us would have to get on the drums and play. <laughs> Pastor Glenn would just look over there like, what in the world? Uh, like, man, I just ain't got it no more, man. <laughs> but we got through the services, though. We got through the services, but it was probably only like four or five times, but that's way too many for us to be, you know. But yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I, I'm trying to learn bass and guitar, but I just don't want to get the calluses on my fingers. For the, you know. Will it uh, mess with the piano playing? I think so, mm-hmm. but my boys be like, no, nah. I'll be like, I don't want to test it, you know, because <laughs> you get, they say you have to develop those calluses to get around on the strings, but you know, they ain't, that's not my thing. So you mentioned as a kid, you learned, uh, you played a little bit the drums. So have you always played the piano as a kid? Like, how did you get introduced to music? Um, uh, my grandma- other than college. I'm sorry. Right, right. My grandmother had a um, piano in her living room. I guess all grandmothers had pianos in their living room. Um, well, both of mine did. And uh, no matter which house I was over, I would always pick around. And then when I became, when I got, I think, 13 or 14, my grandmother uh, made me go to lessons and stuff. But then I started playing basketball at um, in high school. And I guess fortunately or unfortunately for some people, but fortunately for me, I uh, made varsity in the 10th grade. And so <laughs> I played three years of varsity. So it was like, I, I started piano lessons, like the late part of my ninth grade year. Mm-hmm. And then, cause I was doing AAU ball all summer. I really didn't get a chance. So I was just picking all through, I would play like on the, um, cause my grandfather was the pastor. Now my father's the pastor there. Um, we would, I would play like for some of the Christmas concerts and stuff like that mm-hmm. for the youth choir, but I was just pecking, but I didn't get serious about it till I was like graduated my senior year. I'll never forget because I wasn't playing AAU ball. I was just waiting to go to school that whole summer. I practiced like probably eight hours a day, had a private instructor um, that showed me songs. We got out the music book stuff, mm-hmm. which was boring at that age, you know, um, so he's just start teaching me like real gospel songs. So I got really into it. And then probably two years later, I moved down here. Okay. So, so I got through in the plan at church, even though I didn't really know a whole lot. And then that's when I hooked up with that instructor from TCC taught me like the jazz stuff and just built my vocabulary. That's why I was going to ask you, what are your favorite genres of music to play? And what are, who are your musical influences? Um, my favorite genre is to play right now is, um, gospel, I think, because I guess back then, probably in 92, 93, jazz was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I used to listen to a guy named Chick Corea all the time, Herbie yeah. Hancock, but you know, Chick just died he did. probably about a month ago mm-hmm. and um that was probably my biggest influence i got all his records every record and um a lot of his sheet music too that i studied um but gospel because now everything is in gospel now it's mm-hmm. just not you know your basic chords anymore it's like a lot of that stuff is more difficult than jazz <laughs> these guys just think of stuff to mm-hmm. throw in there but i would say gospel then jazz and then to keep my fingers right, I like classical music. I, I'm not going to say I love classical music, but I like it for what it does, you know, to keep my hands together. Um, 
but what I'm not a big. What do you mean by that? Keep your fingers together. Um, you know, like running scales. Oh, okay. You know, but you're playing songs at a, you know, at a pretty high rate, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it te- keeps keeps you honest, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you can, I could go two, three weeks without practicing and just go to church and play and play jazz gigs and stuff, but it really don't, you know, it takes you a while to get warmed up, you know, but um, classical music kind of shows you patterns like um, there isn't a whole lot of patterns I can't play, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And uh, that's because of classical music, I, I'll just say that. Um, now, so there's some stuff I can't play. I'm not saying I can play everything, but um, classical music kind of gets you ready for for it's that. It's like part a foundation. Yeah, big say, big okay. part. Uh huh. Yeah. You talked a little bit about uh, working locally, playing performances locally, and um, you. So this led me to this question: You worked with a local ce- celebrity. Me and my sorority sisters love Paul Cannon. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So you were and you performed at Buttons Fort Worth a lot, you know, with your band DC Trio. Talk mm-hmm. about working with Paul and your band working at Buttons, the DC Trio. Oh uh, man, Paul is about as close around here in the DFW that you will get to like working with a smooth artist. He got he got the voice, he got the look, you know, he he's just the guy. <laughs> and uh he sounds really great um and he challenges the musicians that um that play with him you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying where you know he'd be like uh you know you think you're killing like man man that's a good good show because the the crowd and he, he'd turn around to me like maybe when we packing up he'd be like man you know you missed that change on <laughs> such and such and and, he, and it's no shade it's no shade or nothing it's just like he he tries to keep like you know what it would be if we were playing to somebody that was paying a hundred dollars a ticket you know mm-hmm. he wanted tight all the time and uh you know when there was great nights and there was a lot of great nights he'd be like man you was killing tonight you know mm-hmm. uh but 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 he, he he'll keep you honest though you know I, and, and the thing about that band is that all of us would keep each other honest you know mm-hmm. trying to um challenge each other but but it was so smooth because we could play the same song 10 different ways and it's, it's just how he's singing it you know he's real melodic you know his voice is real warm mm-hmm. um like it's the closest thing you would get to d'angelo around here like his voice you know what i'm saying like he you know he can he can do everything you know sound like joe you mm-hmm. know he 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 can he can he can do it and uh as far as playing with my trio my trio was kind of set up not to mimic what paul did Mm-hmm. kind of set up to just do it like we're we're not a dance like Paul could do a dance set you know mm-hmm. um stuff like that my DC trio was not really set up for that we was just doing all kind of stuff mm-hmm. like all kind of jazz different jazz stuff R&B stuff we was just like a, a gumbo of stuff you know so I really wouldn't take us into um and I still don't take us into dance band clubs you know that's not that's not with DC Trio. I play with several other people that do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And and I just wanted mine to be different, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a loungy uh, jazz, but we do R&B so people can recognize what's going on. It's cool. That's what's up. So 
you also have a production studio. And now tell me if I say it right. Danger Productions. Danger, yeah. Uh -huh. Danger Productions. How did you start it? And what artists have you worked with? Um, well, it's a uh we just been working really with local artists um around town. Um Tashiana Mayfield, um Paul, we did some stuff with Paul. Um, I don't think he ever put it out though. Um but it's me and my business partner, Jamon Hobson. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he graduated from Trimble Tech. Hey. Am, I, am I saying it right? Trimble Tech? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um he's he's uh more of the engineer in production. Um, and we met at my friend that's running for mayor, <laughs> Dwayne Washington, <laughs> had a studio over off of Edgewood. Um, is it Edgewood South off of uh Lancaster? Mm -hmm. Had a studio behind that laundromat um called FaceTime Studios, and I was just walking up the hall one day. And ran into Jamon, him and his other partner was renting that studio. And that was back in 2005. And we've been business partners ever since. But we did uh, Danger. And we uh, worked with artists like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Lawyer Turner. Really up and coming uh, gospel artist in uh, Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, man, he's fantastic. If y'all could listen to his stuff. We did his first record. Um, and there's some other people I'm missing, but... I, you know, I don't. So you stay busy? Yeah. Yeah. Just on the local tip, you know, um, um, that's about it. Like uh, my cousin, Jason Champion, who's uh sings with men at large, called me last Friday and said they was getting back together. And I was like, well, you getting back together? What you mean back together? And he was like, yeah, we getting back together. Can you send us some songs? So we may have something on there. I don't, I don't know. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like super late <laughs> sending him stuff so i need to send it to him um but i think they were nine songs in do you remember men at large the two big familiar. guys out of cleveland there's a light-skinned yeah. guy and a dark-skinned guy I, mm -hmm. I don't even know what they hit was <laughs> um but they was real he was like gerald lavert discovered them oh wow um yeah and that's my cousin on my well he was my cousin you know he's deceased now on my grand on my dad's side gerald lavert uh -huh. Oh wow! Yeah. So music yeah. runs through your, your genes. Yeah, right. yeah. Isn't that crazy? That I think her and his dad was, I don't know, first or second cousin. I don't know, something like that. But we never hung out. I never ever met him. You know, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't know him. Um, but um, but yeah, music runs, runs through our family. Okay, so COVID nineteen hit. How did that impact you, your career? your ability to perform of course you know I know it was difficult but just talk about it a little bit were you able to pivot and do some other stuff um yeah well you know at the church I got many hats and um one of them is uh Pastor Glenn blessed me to run the media and sound ministry so um that kind of took care of some of the stuff financially that and that was like before COVID hit you know um so it was like an extra role um and so that kind of took care of me one thing that COVID taught me is that I really don't have to go back to the club and play you know um you know the the money is nice and if I have to like I did a deal last night with this person I used to play with a long time ago 
Um, I might start playing with them again. Well, I am going to start playing with them again and going back out. But I told them last night, man, I'm kind of burnt out being in COVID for a year. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't, you know, um, had to take no 88 key keyboards down the stairs lately. All my <laughs> keyboards are upstairs. And um, I haven't had to pack up that, man. I, that's that's for the birds now, you know. And uh, I'm on to like different things now, you know, that make money. So, um, you know, like a Friday night going to Buttons, you know, or, or something like that is like almost like not a waste of time. But because I mean, because I love playing music, it, it would never be a waste of time. But there's something else I could always be doing. Mm-hmm. that doesn't take the effort of carrying an 88 key keyboard down the stairs into a club <laughs> like what set okay. it up so give me some examples what are some other things that you could do like um putting um arrangements together for you know local movies um you know the pay is great on that um let me see um you know i got my gaming channel now um i know you'll ask me about that we'll get into that later um but um is you know it's more than a gaming channel i talk tech on there um and it's fresh it's brand new it's only three months old you know so it's still in the building stages and that's fun to me mm-hmm. because you know i was going out teaching workshops about video and sound and stuff like that and um so you know to do it myself and have a room at my house set up for it you know um that's cool so um you know people call me all the time for tech tips and stuff like that so it's it's only right that I do it now you know so that making money and then um what else was I doing um just production just a lot of production say you know like COVID shut down a lot of people but it seemed like I got busier doing COVID you know doing tracks for people and stuff like that so young lady in um dallas um she used to gig at buttons too uh melanie dutton um she she did a pop record i don't know when she's gonna release it but we did the whole pop record okay and um that was kind of different because i had to go back and study had to do the college thing and go back oh what are they doing in pop you know and so you know but she finally approved the tracks and stuff like that and so it was real cool um but i just been like super busy teaching y'all at the church you know my um the very very busy and very gifted staff all y'all do something y'all either school teachers i got two at working corporate well i got two school teachers yeah uh uh is kimyetta army vet or marine she wants she's a vet mm-hmm. and um um yeah y'all all got nine to fives like super you know like role models y'all role models and stuff you know (laughs) so you know so like you know teaching y'all different programs and stuff so if I'm not around you know or (laughs) if COVID would have took me out the the church could keep going something (laughs) you know y'all you know y'all can you know you handle the magazine and Ahmad and them do the live stream Drew you know and Tony and Felicia them run run the live stream so you know teaching like those learning those programs and just teaching y'all that stuff that kept me busy that was that was that was crazy and um that's why i I call you supervisor (laughs) (laughs) 
jack of all trades i'm trying to master them all but it's not working out so far so i mean it's, it's getting good though that's um good. but 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 yeah that that's how i made you know money and stuff like that and that's that's why the club is not as important to me anymore you know okay well that's a good segue to the gaming and then i try to i'm gonna touch on the music again um how long have you been a gamer Anybody that knows me, anybody that knows me, know I've been gaming since I was, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And and when I became a, a popular musician, we used to have rehearsals at my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm to tell you, I used to make them jokers sit down. We play Halo. <laughs> What's Halo? <laughs> Halo is a kind of like the Call of Duty thing, but That's- it's like with aliens, you know what I'm saying? And uh it, it's just just a shooter that you know gamers know it as a first person shooter mm-hmm. but um all my friends we used to play like basketball we used to have basketball tournaments football madden tournaments and stuff like that so anybody that knows me when they see dame the gamer on facebook they already know oh okay i knew he was gonna get into it you know I, but i've been I, gaming forever i did a little research had to go follow the page and i i think i remember this from when i was in high school tech mobile oh yeah yeah, that's like an old school game. Oh, did, you, did you catch that episode? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't watch the episode. I go back and watch, but I'm like, I yeah. was my high school boyfriend playing Tecmo Bowl or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorite games to play? Right now, I'm I'm on um Call of Duty right now. Mm-hmm. Um Madden, uh NBA 2K. Um my um nephew in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to connect with him because he's getting older. So before he get out my sister in them house and uh, he's just uh, 13 right now, mm-hmm. but he's tall. He's like a hockey superstar in Cleveland. So uh, we be playing. And then I was like, well, man, show me your grades and I, I'll buy you a game or whatever. No. And so he sent me his grades like super quick, but he ain't want NHL. He want an NBA. <laughs> so your daddy going to kill you, man. What so what are your favorite gaming systems? Uh man, I keep going back and forth between the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. But uh right now I'm on the Series X. Um I mean I love that right now. Uh, but I got them all. I got the Switch, I got the Switch Lite, I got the old school Dreamcast, old school Nintendo. Um you need an Atari. That's the last thing. Hey, I it's played. a store in Cl- in um in um Arlington that sell those. Old really? School. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's called Game Over. Yeah. I have to check it out. They real popular in Austin too. Yeah. After Atari, I, that was it for me. <laughs> well, well, you know, it was for years it's been a stress reliever for me. I could just oh, sit okay. down and play it and um because I was doing so much musically mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, you know, at our church, you know, when um uh, Michelle Fisher was alive, you know, she was bringing in artists every mm-hmm. four or five months or something, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, hey, you learn the music the way it go. And that's all she said. And we they hit one, two, three, boom, we own it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it was, it was really busy for me musically and then playing gigs and stuff. And at one point I was teaching like 12, 15 students. So it was like, um, and I was going, driving way out to Saginaw you know to teach you know it was i was getting burnt out quick but but yeah video games been my stress reliever uh for a long time and now it's you know trying to make some money doing it you know okay so that was my next question you've uh started like uh uh 
Instagram page, social media page, because it's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, is it Dame the Gamer? Uh-huh, D-A-Y-M. Okay, so uh-huh. what do you hope to, what's the purpose of the page and what do you hope to accomplish? Um, well, it's a love, so I won't say making money. Um, it's a love um, for sure. Like I said, anybody that knows me know I've been gaming forever. And uh, it's just a lot of people out here doing it, making a, effective pages and stuff like that. And then um, the tech side of it is we talk about video games. We like review games, um, talk about systems, talk about the the ins and outs of what's going on in gaming and stuff like that. So we just trying to build through that. Right now, I've just been putting up a lot of um, gaming video just me mm-hmm. playing right now and then the other side the tech stuff will come up like right now i'm shooting a video on um well nobody knows i guess they don't know now <laughs> um, the church just bought a 6k uh camera I and see. uh right right now i'm i'm tra- training myself how to do it but i also bought myself one mm-hmm. so you know i'm gonna be filming with the one for me but then I have to train everybody else on it. Um, so I've just been doing a big review because it just came out probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine Mount Olive then bought some new tech like that? That's awesome. Um, Pastor Glenn, I'm telling you, COVID, before COVID, he'll tell you, he wasn't the most tech savvy guy ever. He, listen, this guy, he caught on quick though. <laughs> Pastor Glenn started talking to me about servers. And I looked at Reverend Stewart like, is he talking about servers? Like, what kind of, you talking about at a restaurant? No, <laughs> man, servers, man. You're supposed to put hard drives in them. And that, that. I was like, man, how he know? And he just been, you know, I mean, he, hey, if somebody come back to church and they ain't learned nothing in COVID, right. that's on them. <laughs> that guy learned, learned. I'm telling you, when he started talking to me about service, I was like, man, it's over, bro. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I ain't fooling with you. He just started laughing because, you know, we talk football. We're in there talking football, and he just go into servers. Man, you thought about getting a server? What do you know about it? I mean, and he's, you know, navigated himself through Zoom, you yeah. know, and stuff. I mean, I remember when me and Roger were sitting in a, uh airport with him. Uh, for some reason, he decided to that's when we used to go to Houston all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he would, um, he had this little phone and he, he asked Roger, well, how do you such and such on this phone? You know, it was like a little bitty flip phone or something. It was that long ago. And um, I remember us being in there and for him to go from there to here where he <laughs> is like, and a lot of the ideas he come up with, mm. a lot of the stuff we've been in COVID with, you, um, he he's come up with a lot of that stuff that people be thinking it's me it's not me (laughs) he have an idea and we'd be like all right how can we make this work and you know like COVID, like COVID taught me something i know it it taught him some stuff that (laughs) that was i mean you know i'm flabbergasted sometimes by stuff he that comes out his mouth about technology now because before COVID, i can tell you i would go to him and say hey man we need this camera but what is 1080p what what is that stuff? You know, he he didn't know. Now nah, he like an expert on the stuff. You know oh, what I'm saying? Great. Like if he knows something, he know it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the one thing. I guess that's why we work so well together. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then uh, you know, I can't believe I don't get on his nerves. So, 
So, so if I'm if I'm doing good by that boy, because I get on some people's nerves. <laughs> oh Lord! So I'm gonna go back to a music a little bit because you produced. I found two albums. Huh. Um, grooves and melodies with Amaya Johnson, and then Music Society with different artists. And so I mm-hmm. found this article from Fort Worth Weekly, and this is what they said. The CD runs through pockets of jazz, blues, gospel, and hits of hip-hop. And everything is tied together by Callahan's luxurious playing. And with song titles such as I Like, Peace, Meditation Song, and So In Love, the disc uniformly generates positivity. Spotlessly recorded by Callahan and friend Jermond Hobson at their dangerous studios, Music Society sounds more like a million-dollar Hollywood production than something made in Arlington, Texas. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> that was around 2007. So yeah. you have any other plans to produce another album or? Uh, yeah, I, um, just kind of finalized with a friend of mine that I'm going to start working on a, another so, solo project called um, instead of music society this time uh, music society was my first um, ever record and it was like a solo record but I brought in everybody like I just met a mod in 2004 when I got back and then um, we both played and oh my god my boy name gonna keep coming up Dwayne Washington running from mayor I'm not plugging <laughs> But he had a group called Faces, the band, and Ahmad was in it, and I was in it, and that's how I met Ahmad. And uh, I just called Ahmad over one night, and we did the first song for that record. And then I came up, I don't know how many other songs were in there, but I, I brought in a bunch of people, some people mm-hmm. from out of town and stuff like that. But it And it got released at the Bass Hall. Oh, wow. So that was cool um, because Faces, the band, did a, um, it was their first show there. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne, who was over the band, was like, yeah, man, you can sell yourself. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And I think we sold like 35, 40 copies that night, which wasn't bad. Nobody really knew who I was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, thank the Lord, they they bought some copies. And uh, it was like my first um, solo project. So my second solo project is going to be uh, called The Toy Room. This room we in right now, I'm on. I don't want to spin the the computer around, but it got a bunch of keyboards in here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like my toy room. And um, we're just gonna do a record. I don't know what it's gonna probably be more based on soul and straight ahead jazz instead of like the other one was was like a gumball stuff. But um, like the article said, we kind of reached out and did some different stuff. It was like funk and uh, more contemporary jazz type mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, this time we not really focusing on the radio. We just going to focus on good vibes and just, I'm going to set up everybody in this room and we're going to do it like straight up. And then, um, we'll shoot some video, um, and maybe release it like maybe sometime next year. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. when you finish, you can come back and promote on if yeah! your podcast. <laughs> yes i will oh, i love it sure. i love it i did listen to the i was listening to it before we started recording i listened to music society i think i texted you the other day that i, I was like is this you <laughs> on youtube yeah <laughs> so i listened today on spotify and it it didn't sound like your first project it did sound like a experienced yeah. artist it was good it was it was like my first everything mm-hmm. we mixed it that was my first mix that was my first 
production. Um, it was my first every we were scared, scared to death. I remember us just scouring over the internet trying to find different mix tips and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause we wouldn't want to pay no high dollar. <laughs> we because we had all that stuff at my house, you know, and we didn't want to, you know, and we did it, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it came out pretty, pretty cool. I know? liked it. It reminded me, I don't know if you remember this station, if you were in Texas when it was around, but it was called the Oasis 107 point. Yeah. And it reminded yeah. me of that. I was like, okay, I see yeah. you, Damon. Yeah. So I'm going to follow the station. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank uh, you. for everybody listening, go to Spotify and all you have to do is search Damon Callahan and the list will pop up. Cool. so that they can listen um before we get out of here i have one more question then a couple of like fun questions to ask you that i ask everybody so you have any advice for aspiring artists or someone who might want a career in the music industry uh yeah study the industry um it's not as good as it used to be um everybody can go to um anybody could go to guitar center now and get the best gear or any kind of gear and record at home. And really, to be honest with you, if you had a decent microphone and one of those little hookups that go into your iPhone or your iPad, you could record in there. Actually, um, people have done it and sounded great doing it. Um, uh, but make sure you inspired and put out good stuff. That's all. Um, because I, I've bought more underground stuff, I think here than, you know, nationally mm-hmm. stuff, you know, um, but it seemed like the, um, the underground artists got more heart and soul into their stuff. And like the people on radio is just pushing for sales or whatever, even though the sales aren't that great and stuff like that. Um, but study the art, study the industry, go to Barnes and Noble or amazon.com and buy business, the, you know, music industry books, learn about your royalties, learn about anything that, cause you never know what will blow up and what won't, you know, you just never know. And somebody try to steal your stuff and it'll be on a record and you don't have any rights to it. You know, learn the copyright law, do all that, you know, um, even as a small time artist or a beginner, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what I would do. I used to mail stuff to myself before I did the copyright stuff. Even when we was doing rough draft, I would just mail it to myself, even though they say that's not legal, but it's federally stamped mm-hmm. and sealed. You know, and it so. provides a, a, a tracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the date you did stuff, you know, so um, before I even did the copyright stuff, I always sent it to myself and I, I, I got tons of envelopes in my other closet <laughs> that that just has, uh, you know, tapes and CDs in it, um, that tape stuff, all kind of stuff. OK, I love it. OK, before you get out of here. You mentioned this a little bit, but you can maybe go a little bit more in depth or think of something else that you learned during 2020. What did 2020 teach you? Um, oh man, taught me some patience, um, how to save money, <laughs> um, make better decisions. Um, and I, I guess the, the biggest takeaway, I'm gonna keep beating it in my head is I don't have to go to clubs and play. <laughs> you know, if I don't want to, you right. know, a, a lot of my colleagues have to do that, you know, to pay bills, you know, and, um, you know, can you imagine being in COVID and all the clubs shut down? 
Oh yeah. If I was dependent on that, what you know? Uh, thank the Lord for the church. You know, <laughs> um, seriously, uh, I know a bunch of me and my colleagues um, thank the church, even though they might not want to. But shoot, I ain't got to go to another club. You know, there's other things you can do. Amen. Okay, so if you say you won the Powerball, what would you do? Where would you go? If you won the lottery. I would probably go buy a mansion in Cleveland. So for the summertime, I can stay in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could go, Texas yeah, <laughs> yeah, just fly in for the services on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Because it's beautiful out there. What what what's hot to them is like wintertime to us. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that breeze be, you know? And boy, I'd be like, man, around seven thirty, eight o'clock, that breeze hit is on and popping. Um, I do that. I probably buy. I don't know, just more equipment. I mean, I guess um, house here, of course. You know, mm-hmm. something simple though. I'm, I'm, I'm more on the design of houses, not really how big they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could take a house, you know, a 3,500 foot house. I mean, yeah, 3,500 feet house, and like, if it's designed pretty, I'm down with it. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to clean up no big. 7,000 square foot house anyway yeah, you know you what I'm saying pay for the uh the the maids and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. housekeeping so yeah. that's another bill yeah. but I guess if you win the lottery you can afford <laughs> no maids for me <laughs> that's extra money <laughs> right who would you want to play you in a movie about your life the the Damon Callahan biopic the biopic oh, man oh that's a good question um Ooh, play me. Oh man, I don't know. Um, dang, who could play me? <laughs> I guess Ricky Smiley could, because he played piano. I guess, I guess that would be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess, we'll I guess Ricky that. Smiley. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, last question. What would be the theme song for your life? Ooh. Uh, oh, man. The theme song. I don't know. The Lord kept me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would, that would be the one. He kept me. I would sing it, but uh, not a good <laughs> that, idea. That, <laughs> that, 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 that would be, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Sure. Okay. Well, Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I've learned a lot. It was quite interesting because I, you know, my brief time in the choir, I do love music. I always have, <laughs> but I'm a better. That's right. You was in the young adult choir, right? <laughs> oh, man. Y'all need to have a reunion oh, choir. <laughs> I'm a good, uh, strong uh, crowd singer. I follow reunion along. Concert. <laughs> but, it was uh, like 30 of y'all, wasn't it? In the beginning, it was yeah. good. Man. So uh, I've learned a lot and I hope the listeners have, I'm sure they have too. That was quite interesting. Um, and so I appreciate you for coming. Where can people find you? Um, on Facebook, just my name. Um, it's my regular page, uh, Damon Callahan, D-A-Y-M-O-N-D Callahan, C-H-L-L-A-H-A-N. I can't even talk. Um, and then my gamer channel is um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
and my forgive oh youtube under dame the gamer and that's d a y m t h e g a m e r and it's you know instagram.com slash dame the gamer youtube.com slash dame the gamer you know there you i go. love it also, he said he doesn't have to go to clubs, but he will play a gig. I walked into a sorority convention. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon was on this. I'm like, that's our church of musicians. <laughs> so listen, y'all need somebody for your weddings or your events that you're having. Give him a holler. Tell him you heard about him on everybody's home, girl. Maybe he'll give you a discount. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's I guess I guess I could get him that Facebook too, DC Trio. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, DC Trio, <laughs> uh, Facebook.com/slash DC Trio. Just go like the page. Okay, I'll also list it in the description box okay. so that people can find you. But thanks again, and I appreciate you for coming. You got it. Thank you. Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook at Everybody's Homegirl, at Instagram on Everybody's Homegirl 11. You can also find me on my website at www.everybody'shomegirl.com or shoot me an email and tell me what you think of the show or ask me a question. Send all your emails to homegirl pod at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe share with a friend and give me a five-star rating as a matter of fact text two friends right now and share this episode with them thanks and have a great day